I think it's important that we plant, that we root, and that we fruit. Plant, root, and fruit. Not be fruity, but fruit. I think there's something beautiful about being planted. I think there's something beautiful about being rooted. And I think there's something beautiful that John 15 challenges us that every one of us, if you're here right now, every one of us is to be fruitful. All the way back to Genesis, God calls us to be fruitful and multiply. New Testament, fruitful. So let's pray as we dive into the word today. Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you would bless it, you would transform us, you would challenge us. Those that may not be connected kind of on the outskirts, that you would draw them in, Father. We want to see people absolutely planted and rooted and bearing fruit. No more tumbleweeds. But God, just those who are planted in the house of God, that they would flourish They'd be blessed, and they'd be like green olive trees in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you got a magnet on your refrigerator, or if you've had a magnet before in your refrigerator, or you've even held a magnet? Anything to do with a magnet, raise your hand. For real. Some of y'all haven't had a magnet in your hand before. Come on, let's try that again. You've had a magnet, you've got a magnet, you've seen a magnet, you had something to do with a magnet, raise your hand. Please don't lie in church, okay? Thank you. Magnets sometimes can get weak, and there is one way, not, not always, but you can take a very strong magnet and run it back and forth over the weak magnet, and the domain will straighten up and do whatever it does, and the strong magnet, because of the connection, or really maybe not the connection, because they kind of, re, you know, you try to put two magnets together, but it creates strength. Connecting is a lot like that. You may be weak. You may have never been strong before. I want to let you know that connecting in certain areas can make you strong. What we're going to talk about today will make you better, and that's an absolute fact. I want to talk to you briefly about three areas that I think that you should be connected in that's very vital. Number one, calling. Say that with me, calling. You need to be connected in your calling. I'm going to read a scripture. 2 Timothy 2, uh, 2 Timothy 1, 9, and it says this, let me, let me just say going into your calling, you need to be connected in salvation. If you don't know Jesus today, you're going to have the opportunity to do that. You need to be connected in water baptism. Have we passed those clipboards? Uh, if you haven't been water baptized, sign up, get connected in through water Baptism going down and up through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, through the water, the burial, up through the tomb. It's powerful. Baptism of Holy Spirit, you need that. We need that. Absolutely need that in our life. And, of course, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. These are all areas that you need to be, I think, connected in. But the first thing that I want to talk to you about connected is calling. Say that with me one more time, calling. Listen to the scripture. Who has saved us. And called us with a holy calling. You have been called out. God has a holy calling on your life. Do you know what your calling is today? And if not, I say ask. I say come and get prayer today. Come on. You need to know what God has called you to. Let me finish reading. It goes on to say, 
But according to his, it says, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he has given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. You are called. You have a holy calling on your life before you were in your mama's womb. He knows you. He has a calling on your life. Quit running. Don't run like Jonah. He'll send a fish after you. Come on. God has a calling that he wants you to walk in. You're going to thrive in your calling. You're going to jive in your calling. You're going to live life to its fullness when you're walking in the calling that God has for you. There's a guy named Elijah. He was out just hooked up, uh, yoked up with oxen day and night, just day. I don't know what time. I don't think he plowed at night. I don't know. Didn't have lights back in the day, full moon, you know, but just plowing with oxen, just plowing with oxen back. And ain't nothing wrong with plowing with oxen if that's your calling. That's your calling, plow. But I want to let you know God had something else for Elijah other than plowing the ground back and forth day and night. Looking at that big old ox back and forth. Back. He sent a guy named Elijah. To call him out. Elijah, back and forth, back and forth. Elijah shows up, throws his, 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 his mantle on him. He's like, shocks him probably. You know what Elisha does? He goes and he slaughters the ox. He tells his mom and dad, bye. He takes the oxen equipment and he burns it. And that's how he cooks the ox. And then he begins to not following, like your hair, very cool hair, not following oxen anymore, but starts following the calling of God that he had upon his life. And he followed Elijah till he saw Elijah taken up into the whirlwind. The mantle falls on him again. And then he goes and he does double the amount of miracles. Can somebody say, God has a calling on my life. He's calling you. I'm calling you out today. You need to walk in your calling. It's exciting. I do my best to walk in my car. My wife does our, her best. My children do their best. Come on. God has a calling for your life. If it's real estate, do it as unto the Lord. Business, do it as unto the Lord. But whatever he's called you to do, come on, do it as unto the Lord. Amen? He calls you, number two, to be connected to the church. If you're kind of visiting today and you're like, that guy screams a lot, that's all right. Ball-headed, crazy guy, that's all right. I'm just going to be me, but I want to let you know that you need to be connected in the church. God is building one thing on the earth, and it's the church, baby. I want to be right in the middle of what God is building on the earth. The Bible says that I will build my church and the gates of King James. The gates of hell will not prevail. Men, don't stay on the 
the perimeter of the church. Don't sit on the bench in the game. Come on, get off the bench, baby. God, he wants to put you in the game. He has a playbook for you called the Bible, basic instruction before leaving earth, and he has a plan for your life, a destiny. He wants you to be called, but he's going to use the church to see you called out and walking in your God-given destiny. Are you planted in the church? It's called the ecclesia, the called out ones into the assembly, the church. Come on, it could be the Jewish synagogue in here. It's the Christian church. Come on, he calls you out, but he also calls you out into planted in the church. When you're planted and you're rooted, you're going to bear fruit. Come on, somebody. Are you planted? Calls you out. He puts you in the church. And I tell you what, you will absolutely, when you're really connected, you're going it, to, I tell you, it's better than NFL football on Sunday. Come on, somebody. When you're walking out your destiny, it's exciting. The, 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 the cloud of witnesses cheering you on. Baby, you've got a cheerleading squad pulling for you. Called out, connected in your calling, connected in the church. And the last one is connected with the city group. Connected with the city group. Where everyone knows your name. We got a good-looking cheer, cheering company right here, but you know the right wing is a little lacking and the left wing is a little lacking. Let's hear from the left wing today. Where everyone knows your name, let me teach you, let me teach you, okay. Where everyone knows your name, everyone's glad you came, cheers. With, now say it with a smile, wow. Where everyone knows your name, everyone's glad you came, cheers. Let's try the right wing over here. Where everyone. Oh, let's hear the middle right here. Hallelujah. That's our motto for city groups. Where everyone knows your name. How many of you remember cheers? Y'all don't. Are you. No, let's try it. How many of you remember cheers? Wow. Come on. You were born at night, but it wasn't last night. Come on. Let's try it together. Where everyone knows your name, everyone's glad. Cheers. Get connected in the city group. Pastor uh, Bobby's going to talk about that in just a minute. We have hundreds that's connected in the city groups, but there's hundreds that are not connected in the city group. Our, grow, our hope is that you get connected in a group. I'm connected with our ELT team. We meet every Tuesday. Sometimes we pray. Some, well, we always pray. Sometimes we eat together, but I'm connected in with a team, man. It doesn't mean that you have to connect in your house. We connect in my office. You can connect in a coffee uh, uh, shop, wherever God would have you. But I want to let you know, it's important that you're connected in with a city group. You know, you could call it house to house. You can call it small groups. You can call it care groups. You can call it church in the house. You can call it whatever you want to call it. Here we call it city groups. Okay? I need seven volunteers right now to jump up on the stage. Adult volunteers. Stephen, break the ice. Come on up here, Stephen. Come on. Break the ice. Come on. Seven volunteers. Good. Come on. Jump up. Jump up. Jump up. Come on. Come on, 909. How many is that? One, two, three. Four, five, thank you, six, seven. Now, give me a wing spread. Give me a wing spread. 
Make sure you, you, you're going to flap. Come on. Give me a wing spread. Here we go. Let me read a scripture. We're going to show you something. Uh, Acts 2, 46. So continually, daily, with one accord, in the temple. Daily, and this is the New Testament church. We should not be catching up with the New Testament church. We should be way far in advance of the New Testament. 2,000 years ago. Listen, I don't try to catch up with what I learned in first grade. Come on, I'm trying to press on to what God has for me. I feel like sometimes the church today, we're just trying to catch up with the, with the New Testament church of 2,000 years ago. They met in the temple daily. Come on, do this with me. One wing. Here we go. All together now. Here we go. Met in the, let, let's, let's get it together. Let's get it together. Rhythm, 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 soul. Here we go, really. They met in the temple daily. You see that? Let me show you what, thank you. Let me show you what else they did. And breaking bread from house to house. Other wing. Good job, good job, good job. Temple. Good, 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 good. House to house. Good, good. If you only go in the temple, how are you going to fly? Go with me, go with me, go with me. You want to ride around in circles? Come on, house to house, just house to house. All going to just meet in the house, going to meet, meet in the house. Come on. But, <laughs> biblically, theologically, doctrinally, they met in the temple, breaking out house to house. They ate with food, with gladness and simplicity of heart. Put it together now. Fly, baby, fly. Come on. I like albatross. Do that with me, church. Fly, fly, fly. Take off. Come on. Put your hands together for these up here. Thank you. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Bobby. Boy, I tried my best to put that in 15 minutes. Did I do okay? Check this out. Temple. House to house, where everyone knows your name. Everyone's glad you came. Get connected. Amen. While Bobby's coming up here, last, during the summer, Radian and I went over to the right small group. It's ridiculous. Like, everyone knows your name, and everyone's glad you came. Went to the Barnhart's last summer. Food everywhere, fellowship, people just, wow. You know, Thursday, Thursday here, it was like mega fest women. Bobby, mega fest women. It's like estrogen. Women of the word below my office was moms connect. I could, you should just be in my office listening. I wasn't trying to. But you, could just, you couldn't help but hear. Everywhere. Stop in. I, I sometimes scream at vessels on my way to the office on Saturday night. City groups. I tell you what, if you want to be blessed, if you want to thrive, if you want to jive, get connected. Amen. Would you put your hands together for Pastor Bobby, our community pastor today? Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey. Sit there. Hi, guys. Still very humbled and overwhelmed every single time I hear Pastor Bobby. It's, uh, yeah. If you would ask me 10 years ago, I would have laughed. Laughed really hard. But God had a calling. God had a destiny. God had a purpose. Before I jump in tonight, I want to introduce you to my family. Um, my beautiful wife, Risha. singing up here earlier. Married 14 years next week or two weeks from now. 
my son Liam and my daughter Paige are in here as well. And uh, it's not just because it's Church with the Carmody's because I'm up here. But I want to get to know you guys a little better. And I want you to know me because relationship is an important piece of connection. And I, I want to make sure one thing's very clear today that everybody understands. We keep talking about connect. We're not just talking about connecting to a group or to a team. Those are the conduit to connect to Jesus better. That's the true source of the power. That's the true source of what we're going for. This is just one way, okay? So we're going to watch a video today. It's about seven minutes long. I know that's a long video, but trust me, it's worth it. So we'll, we'll queue up that video. You ready? Get it. Um, we're here with Six Minute um, News Team, and we're investigating on how people get um, spiritually healthy at Heart of the City Church. Um, do you mind if we ask you a few questions? Absolutely, sure. Do you go to a group here at Heart of the City? I do. I go to the Wright City group every Wednesday night. Cool. Um, what do you do at the Wright Cities? Well, we have, um, first we have a time of fellowship before we actually sit down and discuss the, the previous um, week's sermon. Um, we have a lot of food, we have a lot of laughter. It's just a lot of fun. Do you belong to a group here at Heart of the City? Yes, my wife Nikki and I, we belong to Better Together with, uh, led by Seth and Micaiah. Um, what do you normally do there? We always talk about love languages, um, how we can serve our wife and love them, love them well. Not just decent, but love them really well. Do you serve on any team here? Yeah, we've served on his kids, the parking lot team, uh, Varsity Young Adults, um, prayer team. Um, and I have a joke for you. Uh, what do you get when you toss Roman Empire? What? A Caesar salad. Do you belong to a group here at Heart of the City? Um, a couple. I'm part of the Vessels group, which is the worship team, and then Women of the Word. Um, what do you do at Women of the Word? Well, last year I had the privilege of just being a part and it allowed me to get to know the women of Heart of the City on a deeper level. This year I'm just part of the leadership team and is going to be one of the people that lead it. And I have a joke for you. Uh, why are strawberries always late for work? Why? Because they get stuck in jams. Shield and Sword is a, is a prayer group that receives one prayer request a week and they pray all week long for that certain prayer request either for the leaders of this church or the people in this church what team do you serve on i also serve on the prayer team and an email team people send their prayer requests to heart of the city or to me and I send that out to 78 people, and 78 people pray for those requests. Has it helped you connect with people here at Heart of the City? Absolutely. I attend one service and get to know the people in that service through the prayer team and through the uh, shield and sword. I get to know people from other services, so that's really helpful to me. Um, what group do you belong to? Um, I belong to, actually, I don't belong to one right now, and we have been looking for one maybe that um, is for marriages and bettering marriages. Well, there's a group called Better Together um, that's about marriage. Here's a brochure that can tell you about 
um, like other groups. And where can other people pick this up? Um, in the lobby, in the connect, in the connect booth. Awesome, thank you. Do you serve on any team here at Highland City? I do. I serve on the media team, and I also serve on the Vessels worship team. Has it helped you connect here at Heart of the City with people? It has. It's helped me um, connect with a variety of people and making new friends. Do you belong to a group here at Heart of the City? Yes, I'm part of uh, Men of Faith, which is a Monday morning Bible study from 7 to 8 a.m. here at the church. Cool. Um, what do you typically do at Men of Faith? Well, it's a set up as a verse-by-verse verse through books of the Bible a study time. Um, it's an opportunity to gather together with other men in the body, in the in the group here. Um, though about half the people that attend that particular group go to other churches, so it's a community outreach, just not an in-house outreach. But the concept is we we believe that guys are getting with the Lord in the Bible at home by themselves. But it's a really neat thing to get together with other men and study the Word. Do you serve on any team here? I'm really blessed to be part of the uh, usher team. And then the Men of Faith group, uh, we're serving as the parking lot folks, uh, welcoming people and helping them park on the fourth Saturday each month. Has that helped you connect with people here at Heart of the City? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a really good time uh, getting to see people face to face. And the church is really growing, so uh, to be on the ushering staff or, or the greeters at the door, you just about get to see everybody that way. What group do you belong to here at Heart of the City? I belong to Varsity Young Adults um, on Thursday nights. What do you normally do there at Varsity? Well, I spend time in pre-service prayer. We just minister to the Lord and, and pray, and then we go into fellowship before service, and we just get to know some of the other young adults who maybe are newcomers or they've been coming for a couple years, and we just get to join in fellowship, and then we enter into service, and there's worship and a sermon. What group do you belong to? Jody and Peggy writes. What do you do at Jody and Peggy's? Laugh a lot and we eat. Cool. We get encouraged and a lot of fellowship, and I love that. Uh, do you serve on any team? I serve on the fit team and also the parking lot and vessels. Okay. Has that helped you connect to people at Heart of the City? Very much so, because I know there would be a lot of people I wouldn't even know if I wasn't on those teams. Do you uh, belong to a group here? Yeah, we help lead a city group called North Hayden. Um, what do you do at that city group? We usually gather for a soup and a sandwich, and then we uh, study a passage in the Bible where we encourage one another in relationships with God and other people. Cool. Do you serve on any team here? We do. We serve on the parking lot team, and we serve on the usher team as well. Uh, has that helped you connect to people here at Heart of the City? Yes, it helps us meet people in the lobby and in the parking, and we get to get to know people and where they came from and how long they've been here and build relationship. Thank you. If you could describe Heart of the City in one word, what would it be? Loving. If you could describe HOCC in one word, what would it be? Passion. If you could describe HOCC in one word, what would it be? Love. What an amazing video. Give Topher Paul a hand on that video too. He's the one that did that. He put it together. It's kind of his idea. And those hosts, they were pretty cute too. So just, just some amazing examples and, and testimonies from people that are sitting in this room just of ways that they have connected here.
You know, there's another way that people connect here, and I want to I share with you, because most of you probably saw a giant pile of dirt in the parking lot. Anybody see that when you come in today? That's an, the most exciting pile of dirt I've ever seen in my life to me. And some of you know why. Because that's the sewer line and water line to go into our, to our Father's Market Ministry. Our Father's Market Ministry is a great way that we reach out and serve a need in our community. And, and just like most of the ministries that we have here, there wasn't always a Father's Market. But someone said, you know what? We need a Father's Market Ministry. And they started that. Tina Green, Carrie, they, they used to drive around picking up donations for long periods of time. Rob and Kate run that now. And they have a team of people. New clothing closet run. Anyway, it's such an amazing thing. There's a booth out there, uh, a board out in the lobby. Check that out. That is an exciting ministry to get involved in. And it's about, you know, it's, it's kind of the ramp up period before we roll it out and launch it. Huge transformation happening in that. So, J.O. talked earlier about connecting with your calling. Now, I want to tell you something. I want to be completely transparent with you. There are times in my life that I've allowed things to hold me back from the calling of God on my life. There are times in my life where I've let things disqualify me. I know there's probably people in this room that you've done the same thing. You've gone, well, they do it better than me. Well, I can't preach. I mean... I heard J.O. preach today. I, I can't preach like that. So I'm just not going to do it. Well, you know what? I can't, I can't run Father's Market Ministry. I can't, I can't work in that because they do such a good job. And they, they just probably don't even need me. But let me tell you guys something. You have a calling. You have a gifting. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. The enemy will use lies. The enemy will use tricks. The enemy will use your past to try and disqualify you from what God has called you to do. But understand, you're not qualified because of you. You're qualified because of what's been done for you. That's the reason. That's what you're here to do. That's why you're on this earth is because your job is to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus. Your job is to bring glory and honor to his kingdom. Your job is to expand those tent pegs. No sin in your past no area you fell short, no pride in your life, no I'm not good enough, no bad attitude. None of those things disqualify you because Jesus took all those things from you. If you receive it, he took them from you. So as we go in today, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to the person next to you. I'm talking to you. Everyone look at your neighbor and say he's talking to you. And that's real. Every single one of you has a calling and a destiny. So we're going to read a couple of scriptures that this message is kind of based on today. Because even if I mess up the, the, the word today, at least you'll have gotten the word of God. So Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, Let us consider one another in order to stir up to love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of son, but exhorting one another to good works. That's what it's about. So today I'm going to hopefully encourage you. I'm going to hopefully ex exhort you to good works and to gather together. Next scripture, we're going to go 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. As good stewards of the manifold of grace, manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, 
Let him speak as oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. That's what this is about. That's why we're encouraging you to get into this. This is not a self-help seminar. This is not a three steps to a healthy life. This is not a today only for a limited time with a three payment plan option. That's not what this is about. This is about creating the best you that we can possibly create. This is about creating the best us that we can possibly create. When you walk out the calling and the destiny that's on your life, it creates a better church and that's what God's building and that's what God's called us to do. When we're willing to confront we're willing to be transparent and say, you know what? I'm letting that hold me back from what I'm called to. When we look and we go, man, I see this need in the church. I see it. How many of you guys have seen something that Heart of the City Church lacks that we need to have? Raise your hands. Be real. Be honest. J.O. said, don't lie in church. Fantastic. That is so wonderful. That means God is showing you what you're called to do. Robert Morris says, when something bothers you in your church, you're one step closer to finding out what you're supposed to do in your church. I don't ever want to hear someone say, I just couldn't get involved because they don't have blank ministry. Come to me. We will make blank ministry. We'll figure out how to make it happen. Because if there's a need, we want to minister to it. If there's a need and you're seeing it and I'm not, that's why you're there. you got to understand that we're all a part of something big. But the part we play is not as great as what we're a part of. We're just a little puzzle piece. When you look at a little puzzle piece, you're like, I don't even know what that is. But if you put that puzzle piece, your puzzle piece, on the board, it helps make a giant picture. That's you. That's you. You're that puzzle piece. Now here's something that I've learned. If you try and make your puzzle piece look like someone else, if I try and say, well, I really like the way that Don does that, so I'm going to take a piece of what Don does and put it on my little puzzle piece, there's no longer a space for it. Because there was only a space for my puzzle piece. There was only a space for your puzzle piece. Every single one of us has a space for our piece, but we don't have a space for our piece mixed with someone else's. You get what I'm saying there? Understand, it's just we have that calling. We have that piece. We have that identity, and we complement an entire picture. That's the model of the church. Here's another example. I'm going to tell you a quick story. A while ago, I was riding my hog. It's pretty awesome. So while I'm riding my hog... It's an amazing hog. It's the red one. Yes, I know. I get it. But I'm riding it, okay? And I get in a little accident. I actually lay it down because a lady pulls out in front of me. And that's not unique nor the point of this story. But what happened is I hurt my shoulder. I hurt the deltoid muscle in my shoulder. I did. And it just wasn't working. Uh, muscle deactivation or something was hindering it from firing like it was supposed to. And that was painful, but it wasn't that painful. What was painful is about five or six days later, like my whole shoulder ached and in my back and in my neck. And what I realized, I went, I went and saw a doctor and he said, what's happening is all these little muscles, 
are now doing the job of that big muscle. And they're getting tired. That's an example of what happens in the church when you don't fulfill your responsibility of doing what you've been destined to, of what you've been called to, is other people then fill in, other muscle groups do it, and they get tired, they get worn out, they get broken, they get damaged, they ache, they pain. So today, understand that you have a function, you have an identity, you have a purpose, Every single one of you. Now let's wrap this up. Let's land this thing home and let's talk about action items, right? If it's just about today's communication, it's kind of pointless. It has to be about a transformation of heart and of action. It has to happen here and it has to happen here. It has to walk out, not just talk out. So two questions that I think will drive home the entire sermon today, J.O. and mine. Question one, what group do you belong to? What group? What city group? First of all, what community of believers? Have you learned that Jesus died on the cross for you? I'm going to give you an opportunity to come forward in just a minute if you haven't learned that. But what group do you belong to? The word community, Pastor Ray Dean teaches, this is such a wonderful thing that she shared, and I love this. It means common unity. We're not defined by our differences. We're defined by our commonality, our common purpose, our common vision. We're defined by the fact that God died on the cross for us, and we're rallying towards that cause. One of the Hebrew translations, for, one of the translations for the word community is shalem, which means to perfect, which means to make complete we're broken outside of community. It's only through that we become perfected. We become complete. The cracks in our foundations are filled. And then the second question is this. What team do you serve on? Serve? Uh-oh. Serve. What team do you serve on? What's your function and purpose? Often I hear people say, I just don't know what I'm called to do. Okay. Find something to serve in. There's a really cool example in Romans where in like Romans 12, they dedicate their life. Romans 13, they serve. And then the rest of Romans, the calling is clear. But what happened first? Transformation, then application, then calling and destiny. There's a beautiful principle in the Bible. Elisha talked earlier, or he talked earlier about Elisha. Do you understand what that looked like to follow Elijah initially? Hey, let me clean your sandals. Hey, let me pick up your coat when you drop it. Hey, let me watch you from here. It wasn't a time of look at me for Elisha. He walked that out for a long period of time, and in the end, he received that double portion. He didn't start with it. Sometimes we're called to a season of learning, and if we don't learn what we need during that season, we won't have learned what we need to learn when we're called to lead. Accept the season you're in, but don't just accept it, receive it. Go to it willfully. And if you don't know what that season is, praise God. You can fill a need until God shows it to you. There's something amazingly rewarding that comes with that. 